Welcome to the Conscious Healing Podcast with Mona Loring. This is a show that marries the mystical with the practical to help you with your spiritual healing. Whether you're newly curious about what's behind the veil or you're well into your spiritual journey, this show offers a grounded exploration into all you've been seeking. Happy September to you all. I am so grateful, as always, to have you listening in again. And today I'm going to dive into some basic astrology. And to be completely honest with you, this was the hardest episode for me to plan because it's not really me just telling you things that I know and believe off the top of my head. I had to study a little bit about how I wanted to break down the fundamentals for you. Astrology is incredibly complex and even basic astrology is a lot And I actually learned a ton studying up on how to break this down for you as well. So I want you to know that I have basic astrology knowledge, but actually not a ton. And I work with astrologers that are in my community and they're my friends. And I'm actually training in astrology right now just because, as I'll explain a little bit later, it's really helping me understand how to translate the energy that I'm reading sometimes that might be a little bit more confusing and messages and symbols that come through. And then when I know about what's coming up with, you know, anything that has to do with astrology, I'm able to then put a lot of puzzle pieces together and it's been really beautiful for me. And not to mention, if you haven't ever got your chart done, your astrological chart done, it is really awesome to get that insight about yourself and sort of understand how people perceive you, how you may perceive yourself, why you love what you do, why you don't like what you do. It's just really an amazing way to get some insight on personal things like that. So I think this is going to be a lot of information to absorb in this episode. So just take in what you can and don't worry about the rest if you're new to this. And if you are a pro, don't judge me (laughs) because I'm doing my best to really explain to people just the fundamentals as we dive into the interviews that I have planned with some amazing people in astrology. So to start, I wanted to explain how astrology is based on the relationship between the planets, the sun, and the moon, and then there's 12 zodiac aka sun signs, and 12 areas of a person's life that are broken into what is called houses. And I also wanted to just give you a little bit of a history blurb that I read in a book that had said that going way back, astrology was really the first science. And as early as 2900 BC, the Sumerians built temples in forms of terraced pyramids to observe the stars and the planets. So it's a safe assumption that studying astrology existed even before 2900 BC. And by 2000 BC, the Magi of Mesopotamia, which I'm very connected to being of Persian descent, no longer believed that there were accidents and they believed how everything in the world was connected. So when I was looking into the Magi of Mesopotamia, I went down a really cool rabbit hole personally. If if you're interested, you should Google that. Uh, And I found it fascinating And truly, it seems like astrology was, you know, definitely 
one of the first foundational sciences and people were basing and building all their explorations based on that. I found that incredibly interesting and I hope you enjoy this episode. I think after this episode, you're going to find that astrology is really positively self-affirming and astrology offers an objective tool about your inner workings. It helps you understand your motivations more. It helps you become aware of your needs. It helps you with why you may be facing certain issues. It helps you understand your talents and maybe why you're driven to do something. The symbols represented by the planets and the zodiac signs are basically forming a special picture, like a snapshot at the moment of your birth. And a lot of people wonder if they can get this snapshot when they don't know their exact birth time. It doesn't have to be perfectly exact for you to get a decent chart, but of course, knowing the minute really can help you out. And an astrologer friend of mine explained that if you go to the right professional astrologer, they can actually work backwards as long as you know around the time of day that you were born, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, and they can work with you to figure out what it is because based on you know adjusting the time, especially the hour, they're going to get a lot closer to uh, things that fit you, and then they're going to understand when uh, you were born that way. So they can work backwards. I found that so interesting that they could do that. It sounds like a lot of work, but it can absolutely be done. So if you don't know what time you were born, do not let astrology discourage you. You can get it figured out. But to go back to what I was saying, this snapshot picture at the moment of your birth is called your horoscope. So contrary to what people believe, your horoscope is not what you read in the you know, Cosmo magazine and the um, newspapers back in the day. It's calculated from the exact date, time, and place of your birth, and it's called your natal horoscope, and that shows the positions of the sun, moon, and planets and their unique positions of where they were in that moment that you were born. Your chart is totally unique to you, and it's a really interesting, uh, like I was explaining, a really interesting look at why you have certain drive, needs, and most importantly, what people talk about the most is your personality. And comparing this to other people's charts a lot of times, which I'll go into a little bit, is going to help you understand your personal relationships. And there's several approaches to analyzing the nature and quality of relationships through astrology. And they go a lot further than sun sign interactions. But the sun is just a very easy first line of uh, consideration when you're comparing two charts. That's why you might be used to saying, okay, cool, so I'm a Leo and I'm dating an Aries. Is that going to work for me or not? Like that first step there. But anybody who tells you that you can find the perfect mate through astrology, I want to just tell you now that's inaccurate. You can use astrology to better understand like attraction or the potential for strengths and weaknesses of a relationship, but you're not going to find your perfect mate because you're using astrology. Like I, I truly, I don't believe that. I think that's false. Um, you can also, I want to add that outside of learning about yourself and learning about your relationship with others, one thing that I found really interesting is astro, I think it's called astrocartology. I would need to double check that. 
Um, but it's basically looking through the questions that you have on locations with astrology. So people can use this about places that they want to travel. Some people might look into it about where the energy is held best for them to move or even where it's best to set up a business. I did mine uh, through something I had found online, and quite honestly, it was just kind of meh. So I do plan on getting mine done, and maybe I can find someone that can come on the podcast and talk about it because I think that you know, ley lines and energy lines across the world for our own vibration as people and individual people, I should say, is truly interesting. You know, don't you feel like sometimes if you are in a certain city, you feel so much more alive, you have more energy and vice versa? Um, That can go into so many other factors too, such as past lives. And it can also go into simply just your human body. And if an area is a little bit more muggy or humid or dry, you will feel better and you'll be healthier based on that too. But also just the astrological implications of it can be really interesting. A zodiac sign is the portion of the zodiac that is occupied by the sun at the time of your birth, at the exact moment of your birth. So because the sun resides in each sign of the zodiac for about the month, those signs are known as the sun signs. And I'm going to go through the different sun signs. And unfortunately, I can't tell you what symbol it is because you'd have to look at a symbol. (laughs) But I'll give you their dates and the traits that are typically associated with them and as well as their planetary rulers. So I'm going to go through each one and I'm going to start with Aries. So Aries are born between March 20th and April 18th. And their traits are energetic and they have initiative and they're ruled by Mars. Taurus is April 19th through May 20th. And the traits are tied to being reliable and persistent. And the ruler is Venus. Gemini is May 21st through June 20th. And the traits are tied to versatility and curiosity. And the ruler is Mercury. Cancer is June 21st through June, sorry, July 22nd. And it's tied to intuition and sympathy. And the ruler is the moon, which is interesting with intuition and the moon, right? Because the moon is, is quite spiritual. Leo is July 23rd through August 22nd. And Leos are, their traits are about confidence and self-expression. And the ruler is the sun. And Virgo is August 23rd through September 22nd. And Virgos are analytical and they're perfectionists. That's the type of energy and traits they have. And this is tied to Mercury. Libras are, their dates for their birthdays are September 23rd through October 22nd. And Libras are tied to balance and harmony with the ruler of Venus. Scorpios are October 23rd through November 21st. And their traits are passion and intensity, with the ruler being Pluto. Sagittarius is November 22nd through December 21st. And the traits are independence and adventure, with the ruler of Jupiter. Capricorn is December 22nd through January 19th with traits that have to do with being organized and ambitious with the ruler of Saturn. 
Aquarius is January 20th through February 20, sorry, through February 18th. And the traits are having a vision and originality with the ruler being Uranus. Pisces is the last one from February 19th through March 19th. And Pisces are known to be sensitive and have a lot of faith. And their ruler is Neptune. The rulers of Scorpio, Aquarius, and Pisces were different in the past. And so I wanted to point that out because depending on where you look something up, you may have found uh, something older that has a different ruler. In the updated information that I was given, these are the current planetary rulers. And I wanted to go through the planets and their symbols and influences because you'll see how some of those tie over with the zodiac as well. But it it's also very interesting to see uh, the different um, traits that go along with the different planets. Unfortunately, again, I can't show you the symbols. But when you see these symbols on a chart, you would see like the moon is the easiest one because it's shaped like a, a crescent moon. Um, and then Venus is like a, a cross under a, a, um, a circle. So like once you learn these different signs, when you see them on a chart, then you're going to know that that's where the planet is living in which house. And then based on that, you're going to put that together with the planet's area of influence tied to the house, which I'm going to go into next. So starting with the sun, the areas of influence are the self and vitality. And in the moon, you're going to see emotions, instincts, and habits. With Mercury, you're dealing with communication, intellect, and reason. With Venus, you're going to see love, beauty, and art. That's why women are, you know, associated with Venus with beauty and love and romance. Mars is tied to action, desire, and even aggression. Jupiter is tied to expansion, optimism, and abundance. Saturn is known as restriction, pessimism, and structure. Uranus, or Uranus, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is known as areas of influence being rebellion, eccentricity, and upheaval. Neptune is tied to the areas of imagination, dreams, and delusions as influences. Pluto is known as transformation, obsession, and power in areas of influences. Then you're dealing with the North Node, the South Node, and Chiron. There's more, but these are the basics. So with the North Node, you're dealing with your potential. With the South Node, you're dealing with your karmic past. And with Chiron, you're dealing with the point of healing. All of this is so much more in depth. I am barely giving you fundamentals, but it's just for you to get... Again, this is very much an intro. So this is just for you to get used to kind of hearing the terms and knowing generally what they are tied to. So moving into astrological houses and what they mean, we're going to start obviously from the first house and go to the 12th house. And I'll tell you the area of influence for it. So with the first house, we're dealing with appearance and outward personality of how you seem. The second house is tied to your money, your possessions, and your values material things like that. The third house is your house of communication, immediate environment, uh, and it can have to do with your family. The fourth house is your home, 
parents, roots, and circumstances at the end of life. The fifth house is romance, children, creativity, and fun. Sixth house is work, health, and service. Seventh house is your marriage and your other partnerships. Eighth house is sex, death, regeneration, and other people's money. Ninth house is higher education, travel, religion, philosophy, publishing, and law. Tenth house is your career, status, and reputation. Eleventh house is your friends, groups, goals, and aspirations. And in the final twelfth house, you're dealing with seclusion, secrets, spirituality, self-sabotage, and institutions. Again, this can break down really differently. I've been taught a lot of these houses in a little bit different of, of you know, specifics that have to do with the areas of influences, but they're all generally the same. Being that I am still definitely a beginner when it comes to astrology, I did some research on the four types of astrology uh, readings that you can get, the astrological charts. And from what I saw, these are the four main ones that you're usually going to be looking for. Number one is the natal chart, which is the one that is typically when I say astrology, what you're going to think of. It is the most common one. And it's the first place people usually start when they're looking for self-understanding. And this is, as I explained earlier in the episode, this is the snapshot of the sky at the exact time that you were born. This is the one that's going through everything that we've just talked to. It's basically your personal manual to all things life. And I highly recommend if you're going to start anywhere to start here. This is the kind of astrology reading that explains how, again, all the planets not just the sun, the, pe- the way people think it's just the sun, influence your personality and everything else that I just explained with ambitions, emotions, etc. And for people who are questioning life's purpose or trying to understand maybe repeating patterns in life uh, and just looking just for insight about relationships with other people, this is definitely the chart that you would want made out for you. And I, again, have explained to you that I use this for myself to just understand really interesting aspects to my relationships, my work life, and it's really given me quite a bit of insight on why I do what I do, why I work so much. That's actually in my chart. Um, There's just really interesting things that, you know, kind of let you know, okay, I get it. I see why I am the way I am. Man, it was written in the stars. What are you going to do? So... It's, it's definitely the go-to, in my opinion, on the very first step in. Now, the other three are rather new to me. So bear with me because I'm going to read some notes I took down about them. The second one is known as current transits. And apparently current transits are what astrologers look for when they're writing horoscopes or referring to something that's taking place in the present moment or coming soon. And they look at it when they want to know about maybe a really big event astrologically that will maybe impact you personally, such as uh, the new moon or an eclipse. And this astrology reading will answer questions like, why have I been feeling the way I have? Will I be moving? When will romance come in my life? Uh, Will I get that job? Things that are really specific to life happenings. And according to what I read, current transits 
current transits also give a um, a general amount of predictive advice. So if you want to know when to do something, like maybe when you're buying a new home or uh, actually something I know my friend has done is pick it for certain dates like her wedding uh, to make decisions. This is when you're going to get a current transit transit reading. I actually didn't know until I did this study that um, did this study, <laughs> did this research for the podcast, I should say, that these were even different kinds of astrology readings that you can get. I know about the different types of astrology, which I'm not even going to go into in this, which is like Vedic and things like that. But I didn't know about the different types of charts that you could be getting that are different. I always figured everything had to do with the natal chart, but they were going to use it differently. So this is another one that could be really useful for you, but I suggest you don't jump into this before you get your actual natal natal chart done. The third one that I found is called the solar return, which I'm sure if you are into this world, you've definitely heard about it once or twice at least. I know for a fact that there's a lot of talk about the Saturn return, but this is basically your birthday. On every year that you're born, uh, at the exact time that you were born, that's your solar return. And a solar return reading is your personal horoscope for the year. And it's the 12-month period starting from your birthday is when it begins. And since your natal chart never changes, it serves as like the official chart for you. But on your birthday, basically it's said that universal gifts come in with cosmic energy that influences your personality and goals for each year. It ties into what I believed when I read this as like your numerology for your personal year. And the placements of the planets on your birthday indicate your life's theme for the year and how you're going to experience that. So experiences such as moving, a new job, having a baby, getting married, uh, maybe even lessons in life like how you're going to grow are highlighted with a solar return astrology reading. Last but not least, I found that there's a chart called Sinistry. And basically, this was described as how your relationships are not coincidental and they're written in the stars. So when you're looking for a deeper understanding between you and maybe a family member or a romance, it's I'm assuming most of the time this is used for romantic reasons, then the astrology of relationships and compatibility is called synastry. I also was thinking this could be useful if you're thinking about maybe a business partner and you want to find out how you guys could work well together, that would also be something I feel like would be really great for you to use for this. Or if you're even curious, like parent, child, maybe siblings, I'm sure that would be really interesting as well. Similar to a natal chart reading, the synastry chart reading is an understanding of the self, but in direct relation to another individual. So you can understand the possibilities between your relationship and gain perspective and hopefully make the best decisions and uh, work around how you can have the best possible relationship with that person. Even though I don't want to go into it too much because I have not educated myself enough on all the different forms of astrology there are, I did feel like it wouldn't be a complete episode to talk about the basics and introductions to astrology without at least mentioning the different types of astrology. So I'm just going to go through and list the top six that I found 
The sixth one is definitely the least popular and you really might not hear about it much, but I found it interesting. So I wanted to add that to the list as well. So starting with number one, I have Vedic astrology, which is just real quick. It is very uh, popular to use it to predict the future. And it's very ancient. It, it has to do with uh, revelations from ancient texts that goes back as far as 8,000 years ago. Western astrology is what we just discussed in this podcast. Chinese astrology is another one, and it's based on the principle of yin and yang and nature's elements, as well as the sun and the moon. And then there was electional astrology, which referred to periods of events in time And that was what people would use to find out dates for weddings and engagements and things like that. Then I found that there's Tibetan astrology, which I've actually never heard of before this. And it's basically a mix of Indo-Chinese astrology based on the Kala Chakra Tantra. And then the last one that I wanted to add was uh, Krishnamurthy Padhati System. And I I debated whether I wanted to put that in here or not, but because I read that it could be possibly known as the most precise form of astrology, I thought it was interesting enough to add it to this list. So for you beginners, I really hope that this episode helped you. If you're curious about astrology after this, I really encourage you to find some beginner books to read and look into maybe attending some classes online right now. If you're listening to this during COVID in the future, hopefully you can attend some classes maybe that are in person. And above all, I highly suggest that you find a really great professional astrologer that can help you by making your chart and give you a, you know, personal consultation to just go over just the basics first that have to do with you. That's how I'm learning is just going through my own things on my chart and learning about all of that in depth so that I can start to read and predict energies outside of all of that. As you can tell from listening to this episode, astrology is incredibly complex and layered, not to mention that just talking about Western astrology was just so hard to just get down into a short, concise episode for the fundamentals. But there's also that many other types of astrology that go into that much more depth. So obviously, like I said, I'm not a pro at this and I was taking this journey with you and I will be through future episodes and interviews that I have planned. But One thing that I found, again, with myself is that astrology is so fantastic because I can use it to back up and understand the energy reads that I get that are far more vague and complex than usual. And so for you, as you learn that, not only will you perhaps enjoy learning about yourself for personal insight, which is the most common reason why people get into astrology, but as you listen to other astrologers and maybe follow other astrologers and read astrology books from other astrologers, You may also learn that it's helping you understand about perhaps things that are going on, predictions in the future, why certain energies are the way they are, and you'll find your reason for why you're following it as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. You can also find me on Instagram at Healing with Mona. 
and visit my website at www.consciousheelingco.com and send me a message there if you want to work with me one-on-one. Until next time, this is Mona Loring signing off and sending you all the good vibes.